Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. We're heading off to Australia and New Zealand, where we will be appearing live and recording an episode in Christchurch on the 11th of May, Auckland on the 14th of May, Wellington on the 15th of May, Adelaide on the 18th of May, Perth on the 20th, Sydney on the 23rd, Melbourne on the 25th, Brisbane on the 27th, and finally Canberra on the 28th of May. So get in and get your tickets now. They are going very fast. Please go to guiltyfeminist.com and just click on live shows for any of these events. I'm a feminist, but I used to wear high heels because I worried I wasn't feminine enough for men. And then I stopped wearing high heels because I worried I was too tall and in heels I wasn't feminine enough for men. (laughs) I'm a feminist, but last night I bought ice cream that I ate on the way home thinking, ha, no man will find me attractive. I'm a fat woman eating in public. No man will find this attractive. Then a man catcalled me and I thought, thank God. I'm a feminist, but recently, when browsing the internet, I saw an article that said Louis C.K. has been accused of exposing himself to... La, 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 stop reading! I love Louis C.K. so much, he's my favourite comedian! (laughs) I'm a feminist, but on a rare day where I wasn't wearing makeup, someone said, do you want to go on a date with me? And I was so shocked that I said, why? I'm not wearing makeup. (laughs) Why would you even consider? I'm a feminist, but I read that last one about Louis C.K. to Sophie backstage and said, I think Louis C.K. would laugh at that joke, right? If he heard it, (laughs) if he listens to the podcast, he'll still like me, right? might like you so much that he'll expose himself. <laughs> Allegedly expose himself. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but Deborah, a fan gave us a documentary about women's rights in the 1800s in December, and I've never told you because I knew you would want us to watch it. <laughs> It's really long and in, in black and white. Oh my god! Where is this amazing documentary that I would totally love that's in black and white? Under my bed. <laughs> really oh far my under god. my bed. I hope it's not in a bag with some vibrators or something. No. Sullied. Um, no. Well, I would like it. Do you know. know what it's called? No, I don't. Just, you know what, to be honest, I don't even know if it's about women's rights. It was something women... And it was like... Oh, it had that, you know one of those front covers where it's... You know what, how a DVD can look like a really thick book? You're like, oh. No, uh, I don't. So long. I mean... You know. A fan gave us this. Yeah, he was, he was, whatever. They were, you don't even know who this person was. It was, it was well, does gender matter? 
just a person. Why I'm so wanna... sorry to be so binary. <laughs> I don't mean to be gender binary about the fan who gave us this DVD. How did they give it to you? After my show. What? They just came up and... They wrapped it. Oh, they wrapped it! There were two. Oh, no. I just don't remember what the other one was about. There were two? Yeah. Listen, if you're listening, fan of no specific gender, don't want to be gender binary... Thank you so much for giving us those both of those very interesting documentaries yeah. about we, things we, we really should be We really enjoyed in. them. <laughs> the best six hours of my life. <laughs> I will personally go to Sophie's bedroom, go under her bed and find no, them. she won't. <laughs> it's true, I'm never Because you'll need a key. <laughs> and then I will get them out and I will clockwork orange her eyes open so she has to watch them. <laughs> I'm really sorry, that was really bad, but... No, no, it's good that we know it's all out in the open. But yeah, all of it. <laughs> what else have we been given? I told you when we got that German cake. Yeah, it didn't cost you anything, did it? Well, I could have kept all the cake for myself. That is yeah. true. <laughs> oh, from now on, if you want to give us gifts, you give me the cake <laughs> and Deborah the long that... black and white no. documentaries... <laughs> About no. blah blah blah. Just make sure I'm present. Jetty blah blah. Suffragetty blah blah. <laughs> oh my god. This is really dialing up the guilty half of the guilty feminist. So, why don't we just change that for the podcast to Suffragetty blah blah? <laughs> this week on Suffragetty blah blah, we have Jeff's foster cue. Like, suffragetty blah blah. <laughs> Hashtag suffragetti blah blah. I'm going to make that hashtag tonight. Live from King's Place in London, the Spartanian Chapter Centre, the Guilty Feminist with Sophie and Deborah Francis White, and tonight's special guest, Jess Fasterfield, talking about shoes. The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. So, hello, welcome, thank you so much for coming out. Um, yes, yes, no, no, do, we're who for leaving the house, absolutely. <laughs> left the fucking house. I have recently not left the house much. I plugged myself into season four of Orange is the New Black. Yeah. I know, I, like I know. I you gasp more than you whoop. You're like... <gasps> no spoilers then, absolutely no spoilers. But all I want to talk to you about is that now. To be honest, I'm really tempted to make the people who haven't seen it leave and just sit with the others in a circle, crying and hugging and going, I know, but why? And also having an important intersectionality discussion because then I read all the stuff on the internet and realised as a white woman I have no business having an opinion about any of it. Do you know, do you know, do you know what I did? Because I got to see the first six episodes before everyone else because I was reviewing it on a Danish TV show. So I had no one to talk to. So I tweeted one of the actors. But Did like, you, Sophie? Yeah. Which one of the actors? Lushek. Oh, the, the hot white straight man? Yeah. How, how, how interesting. How interesting that you tweeted the hot white straight man, Sophie. That's a, it's just what, random. What interesting information that I didn't have earlier. <laughs> but he hadn't seen them either. So... <laughs> Really? What you I DM'd him. I made him follow me. <laughs> DM'd him and I was like, hey, so uh, I did this TV show. Uh, you know what it's like. And uh... Amazingly, that's creepier than any of the plots in season four. <laughs> and that is saying something. 
<laughs> yeah, but he's. Uh, I googled him and he's dating a model, so who cares? Anyways, well, is that it? Oh, is he's dating her. He's not married to her. Oh, they're married. I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't who cares? It's they're still. Yeah, you might you might be in LA and you might be tweeting, "Hey, does anyone know anything cool to do this evening?" And Lubchek might say, "Oh, his real name's not Lubchek, I Matt. assume." Matt. Does it, do, do people? Ah, no, no. He's been married since 2012. Oh, freak. Well, how disappointing. <laughs> So disappointing for everyone. I was really enjoying that. Oh fantasy. no, she's a stand-up comedian. She's oh, not she's not. You know, I mean, we love her. Yay, the sisterhood. Shit. <laughs> she's, she's a fellow stand-up comedian and fellow woman. And High five to her. We love her much more than him. Yeah, but she's been in a movie called Incredibly Small. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, it is fine. I, I wish them all. She's redhead as well. She's so beautiful. Look at that. I think what we can all safely assume is if he'd met you before he'd met the other stand-up comedian, you'd be together right now. She has like blue eyes and red hair. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you should become any more fixated on coming. what this woman has or does. This has I been think. a lovely. Night. No, no, no. This Do you all know not... who Lubchek is, by the way? Do you know which one he is? He's the guard, the electrician guy, a bit offbeat, sort of hot. A bit sort of d- dabbles in drugs and stuff. That one, the hot one. The works one in married the... to that small red-headed woman who's right. really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we didn't plan to start like this, but... No. I was we happy when nice I got nice to warm stage. up, isn't it? It's nice to warm up. It's nice to warm up into it. So thank you for coming. The show's uh, about Matt Peters. It's not. <laughs> it's not about Matt Peters and it's not, it's about, not about Orange is the New Black. Although I, I will say, because their last series is very much about race... I watched it and I was like, man, there is not enough white guilt in the world, is there? There is not enough white guilt in the world. I felt so white guilty. And a really sweet man today wrote to me and said, I listened to Global Pillage and then I listened to The Guilty Feminist. First I felt like, oh, there's nobody on this, like, representing me. And he said, I just thought, oh, I felt a bit left out. And then he said, I thought, oh, oh, oh. Oh, and he said, and I felt really sad, like, really like, oh, I've sort of missed this. And he said, I think previously to this, I felt like all conversations have needed the benefit of my opinion. And I've always argued with women. And he said, I've just suddenly realised it's really difficult to argue with someone if you don't hear their position first, if you just keep talking over them. And he said, I feel it's fundamentally changed me as a person. And I'm so grateful for it. And he was such a humble, lovely email. And I just wrote back and said, don't worry, mate. I've just watched Orange is the New Black. I feel the same way about being a white person. (laughs) Just like, oh, no. Oh, Oh, we're not. No, we should not be allowed. Oh. Mm. Um, Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> we just, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. You're right. <laughs> I totally am. Are you, um, do you want to do um, mm. our podcast? Yeah, let's do some podcast. Yeah. We're talking about shoes. We are talking about shoes. What was your challenge, Deborah? Well, here's the thing. What I said in the I'm a Feminist But is true. I used to always wear heels in a situation where I needed confidence because I used to think I'll look more like a woman. I don't know. I just sort of felt like I'd be more attractive somehow because clearly I've been seduced by the patriarchal world in which I live. I feel like some people are judging me. Could you please stop? (laughs) I think I just worried I wasn't feminine enough. I didn't engage as much with femininity as other women that I knew. So 
and gender is performative. So I just thought, well, you put the clothes on, don't you? And you'll, people will be fooled into thinking you're feminine. This is obviously before I really had hit my stride with feminism. And then I was walking around in these shoes all the time. And I just had this revelation one day that I think I sort of saw myself in a mirror next to a man or something. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm towering over men. And I'm too big. You know, I'm too tall. I'm like five foot nine. I'm quite broad. I've got a big head. In photos, my head is so big when I stand next to other people in front. Honestly, no, it really is. In photos, and I'm very body positive now, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's what's wrong with having a big head. But I, <laughs> if I stand in a group of girls, like we're all like one of those sort of brunch photos, you know, sex, a Sex in the City style photo where you, you know, doing that. I wouldn't be allowed to do that to Sophie. I would, if you're listening at home, I've just touched her. Um, she has left the stage. Yeah, she's recoiled in horror. Um, but, you know, one of those photos, my head looks superimposed on. It does. I look like I'm, I was in a different photo. My sister calls me Gulliver because of this phenomenon. I mean, it's a joke between us. It's not, she doesn't sort of point and stare in front. She doesn't shout it in public. I honestly, I can dwarf national monuments in photographs. I can make the Eiffel Tower look small. So I just suddenly had this revelation. What are you doing in heels? Like, I'll be so much more kind of cute if I'm in some cute dress and like flats. So then I went for flats. And then I just thought, all of this is just such bullshit. Like, what do you want to wear on this occasion? What's going to make you feel great? And one thing I've never, ever done is never participated in that whole Sex and City Jimmy Choo thing. I admit, guilty feminists, I do sometimes go and buy expensive clothes, but I never buy expensive shoes. Do you know why? Because if I go in and buy a coat, I can look at the coat, I can try it on and go, I know I love this coat, and I can walk out the door. You go and buy expensive shoes, you go, I love these, they look great, they feel comfortable, you walk out the door, they are agony... <laughs> In 48 hours, you can never wear them again because they've cut your feet to ribbons, and I just can't bring myself to do it. So, so women have said to me, oh, no, but Jimmy Choo, Jimmy Choo, that Manolo Blahnik thing, they're it's, so comfortable. Is there a really fancy brand called Jimmy Shoes? Jimmy Choo. Oh. <laughs> C-H-O-O. I thought that sounds... No, not Jimmy Choo. Get the shoes and Jimmy Shoes. <laughs> Jimmy Shoes. <laughs> it's not the Second World War. <laughs> Jimmy Shoes, down the market. It's a very fancy designer brand. Manolo Blahniks and Jimmy Shoes were sort of fetishised by Sex and the City. And I have had some women say to me, no, well, they're really comfortable. It's all very different if you go and do that. And I, I sort of don't want to participate in that culture. But I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to see for the challenge what that experience is like because the whole point of Guilty Feminist Challenge is you push yourself into another arena and all sorts of thoughts and feelings come up. So I got dressed very carefully to go to Jimmy Choo to try shoes on and I sort of, you know, put my outfit together. Does anybody else get that thing where going to fancy shops makes you feel intimidated? Yeah. 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 And you walk through the door and your heart starts to beat because you just think they're going to look at you and go, no. <laughs> and it, it, oh, when I do it, they do. <laughs> had that really pretty woman moment where a sales assistant has just looked at us and gone it's not for you <laughs> so I put my outfit together because I thought I've got to sort of pass to someone who might possibly wear Jimmy Choo's and oh god this is terrifying and put this handbag together and found the address and got off the tube and went there and checked my makeup before I went into a fucking shoe shop <laughs> and I walked through the door and it was all men's shoes and I'd gone to the wrong one <laughs> so then I had to find out where the other one was which was ages away and I had to get back on the tube and go to the other one anyway so I walked to the door and I thought right you know this is an experience just go in and just see what this is like this is important to some people so let's see 
So I went in and I said, look, I'm looking for something that I could wear when I do these corporate seminars that I do, but also maybe for parties and weddings. And I had a really long, really lovely chat to the person. But he's sort of like, yeah, looking me up and down and sort of doing quite a lot of, yeah, well, you know, you, you're going to want something that's sort of, you know, in the, in the mid range of the sort of da, 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 and, and showing me two-tone things. And I sort of sat down and thought, this is it. This is it. This is where I get to feel like Cinderella. He's going to bring out the shoe and I'm going to put it on and my life will change and I will take out a third credit card in order to be able to afford them and everything from here on in is going to be a little bit different. And, and, and he looked at me and he said, um, what size are you? And I said, um, seven and a half, eight. And he went, oh, we don't do that size. <laughs> Biggest here is seven. And I went, uh-huh, but we can send away and make it special for you. <laughs> There's clearly a man in a factory somewhere, or woman, who is... Or child. Who is... <laughs> well, of any they, gender. They don't do child sweat. No, they don't, should, surely not, no. No, they're all handmade by some ancient Italian cobbler, I'm sure. And so, so they would have to send off to the specialty shop for me to have them handmade because I'm... I was foot-shamed, gang. That's what happened. I was foot-shamed. My feet are too large for the Jimmy Tumor and Ebralonics. And so I had to leave, having never tried them on. And I sort of said, well, maybe I can try on a seven. And he looked at my feet and went... And I thought, he thinks I'm going to stretch them. And I just went, never have I felt more like an ugly sister. And not like Cinderella. It's all right. I, do you know what? I mean... I'm, I'm here tonight. I mean... No, <laughs> you're here tonight. Yeah, I they're got... just awing you as if you were like you were the child who made the shoes. Like, <laughs> you couldn't afford Jimmy Choo Choo Shop shoes. No, no, these people are experiencing empathy, Sophie. And, <laughs> no, you know, I'm sort of selling that story clearly for fun, uh, and I didn't mean it to take such a sad and dark turn for you. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't going to buy 900 pound shoes anyway. It's all a bit ludicrous. 900 pounds? Oh yeah, Jimmy Choo's can be 900 pounds. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but I wanted the experience of sort of trying them on, and it's really mm. interesting. Fashion is a very sizeless society, and what? really, they don't. <laughs> what? I know, I know. It's remarkable. We should do something about that. They don't, even in feet, though. Like you know, my feet are just my feet. They grew that large, but <laughs> then they're, they're, in any normal shoe shop, I can be served. I'm not. My feet aren't a registered disability, <laughs> is what I'm saying. So that was my trip to Jimmy Choo. So if you are listening, Jimmy Choo, and you felt really sorry for me, then maybe you could have some specially made to my feet and send them to me. <laughs> Sophie wouldn't be pleased. Please welcome to the stage, Deborah Francis White. <laughs> So here's the thing about heels. It's like when you're a kid, you're learning to do everything, right? That, that is your job. Your full-time job is learning. Like you, you're never just tying your shoelace. You're learning to tie your shoelace. You're never writing your name. You're learning to write your name. A school, all about learning. All your after-school gigs, all about learning. Every single thing you're doing, learning. Talking to people in the playground, learning to socialise. It's all about learning. And then at sort of around the age of 13 or 14, half the population is rounded up and told, OK, um... So from now on, you half have to continue to learn to do things, but sometimes while on stilts. 
What? Why? Just do. Just do. It's just important that half of you learn to do things while on stilts. Right. Are we going to learn to do the stilts part? No. There's no training for the stilts. That's, you just have to learn to do the other things while on the stilts. Why, why do we have to? It's just the way things are. You will, okay, so, so will it be sort of like in a, a sort of things that we have to do, like with, we'll be able to wear protective elbow guards and knee pads, and it will be sort of, you know, like an extreme sport. I get that. No, it will not be like an extreme sport. It will be at times when you're wearing otherwise constrictive clothing and wanting to impress others. Why, why does it have to be then? Why can't it be like rollerblading where we get a separate place to do it and we can fall over? No, that's the thing. You're going to feel like you're going to fall over, but you mustn't fall over because it'll be at times, like say, for example, the school disco, when you're trying to kind of, you know, flirt with people and sort of just generally fit in, but while on stilts. Well, okay, I see that, I see that. But I won't have to do that when I'm, wor- when I'm at work, right? When I'm learning to do my new job, will I? Well, it depends on the job you're doing. In some jobs, it will be very important that you do it on stilts, and, and people will make you feel pressure to do it on stilts. Some jobs you won't have to do it on stilts, but people will go, oh, it's a shame you weren't on stilts. <laughs> you know, well, what sort of jobs? Well, the sort of jobs where you have to influence people, where you have to pitch to people, give presentations. PowerPoint presentations are usually done on stilts. That's quite key. Um, right, why, why, why would I have to? It was just better if you do it on the stilts. Look, it's not something that's going to stop you doing your job. You'll be able to do it fine. We don't want to hinder you doing your job. We just want to make you feel a little more unsteady about doing the job. We just want it to feel a bit awkward and anxious. Uh, We just want you to make you feel like you could fall over at any point while you're doing the job. You probably won't, but we just want to make you just feel like that. Well, is there anything else I could do? Yeah, sure. Well, if you you choose the no stilts option, you could perhaps um, tie a very elderly, we're not quite sure if it's still live grenade, to the inside of your right elbow. You could do the job like that. You could do the job, uh, if you don't want to take the stilts option, you could do the job in somebody else's glasses. You could do the job having had just one bite of a hash brownie. You could do the job with your ex-lover who broke your heart assessing your performance. You could do the job wearing Spanx. Or you could do the job on a bouncy castle. That would be good. And in a very real way, I think that's the one we should go for. I think we should get rid of heels at least one day a month and say, nobody wears heels, but everybody comes to work on a bouncy castle. (laughs) Neutralise the fucker. Make men do it too. Thank you very much. My, uh, my grandmother's uh, Crocs when I was like five, but like her Crocs. So I would fall four times a day and just break my ankle. So when I went to the doctors when I was a child, and he said, "Yeah, you've ruined your ankles." So I have. If I see people in front of me on the street walking in heels, my ankles will start to like shake. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it's like my brain is going. She's going to break her ankles. And then my ankles are quite stupid now, so they're like, oh, what, like this? <laughs> I fall all the time. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, I have the worst ankles. So even if I wanted to go uh, and wear high heels, I couldn't. Also because um, I do have those feet that you, I can't buy shoes in regular shops. I have 9 to 10, 
which is like you'll go into a shoe shop and they'll be like, oh yeah, well we do have one special shelf. <laughs> But you have to go, it's down in the corner, in the darkness. There's a, there's a little bridge you'll have to, to go over and there's a troll and you'll have to solve a riddle. And then they're all like 10 pounds and made of paper. <laughs> and it's so horrible. So I've never been able to find... I, mean, I can't find any shoes anywhere. So like, I'm, I'm happy you now know wow. what that feels like. Uh, but, and then I, I, re I remember one, when we started talking about this. That was a bit like shoes. I don't, I don't really care. But I remember buying a pair of high heels when I was a teenager with some friends who were out shopping. And I found some high heels that I could fit into. And they were ugly, but I didn't know because I know nothing about fashion. Uh, we were at the station, me and my two girlfriends, and I put them on. And then I, I didn't know you had to practice wearing them because I thought, it's shoes. I just have to walk. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> no. And I just remember taking like three steps and my two friends just laughing and laughing. And I was like, this is the most humiliating moment of my life. And I never wore them again, ever. And because it's, it's just not... It's not me, but then I thought for this challenge, I thought, oh, maybe I should, because then I found, because I love trainers, like I have so many, I have too many just trainers, because they're, you know, you can wear the male version, which are also wide, and they have my sizes, and you can't really tell if it's female trainers or male trainers, so I have loads of those, but then I found high-heeled trainers, <gasps> and I thought... Wow. This is perfect. This is, I mean, they looked horrible. <laughs> oh, maybe I should, I should get them and, and try them on. And then they couldn't get them in my size. And I was like, you know what this shoe thing is? Because there's no reason why they shouldn't make them in bigger sizes. Every time I've been in the shoe shop and they've said, we had them in a 9 to 10, mm. but they were sold out like that. It's the yeah. same if you go into a toy shop that has like sizes 20 and 22. Mm. They're gone in an instant because they don't make enough because they don't want big featured women and fat women in their shops because that doesn't look fashionable to other people. So they just buy a few of them so we don't hang out there. But we're still there. Like, we still exist. Do you think that's what yeah. it is? Jimmy oh, yeah. Choo don't want my type congregating around their doorstep. I don't know about your Jimmy guy. But I'm thinking about, like, <laughs> down-to-earth real shoes. shops for people with no money. <laughs> and that whole shoe thing, I think I just tuned out of that when I was very young because, I mean, without realizing it, that was just another part of this like fashion industry, beauty industry that made me feel like I was wrong again. So when I found trainers, which is this like seemingly gender neutral, I, I just found like, oh, this is my thing. This is what I can wear without feeling wrong and still feeling slightly socially acceptable because it's not Crocs, <laughs> like my grandmother's Crocs or like high heels on a station in Denmark when I was 16. I always think that that look that you have to have a dress with kind of funky um, trainers, because you wear kind of very funky trainers, is actually a very sexy oh, look. It's not a choice. <laughs> like, I don't wear jeans because I can't find any that can go over my stomach, and I don't wear heels of nice fancy shoes because I can't fit into them. So I'm very fortunate that... <laughs> that... No, but you've, you've, got a, you've got a really sexy look, and I have decided, I've genuinely decided that a sort of really sexy dress with a classy flat shoe is a better look. I've decided that. Because I think it's all aesthetic anyway. It's all subjective. Why not choose to find the more comfortable option, more beautiful? I, I think I've just decided to not really give a shit. Like, I, <laughs> Good I'm not, I mean, I'm not judging if you... My best friend loves clothes and shoes and all of that, and it's fine. I don't... I just don't... I don't care. 
It's very boring to say that in a, an episode about shoes, but <laughs> well, I, think, I think what makes me care is realizing that it excludes people. My little sister, I spoke to her about plus-size shops and stuff, and she just said, why can't they just make clothes in all sizes? <laughs> Fucking good point. <laughs> That's such a... Of course. is a fabulous comedian, actor and writer. You're going to love her. Please give it up for Jess Foster Q. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi, very well. What, what are you wearing on your feet? Well, <laughs> it is a kind oh. of a flip-flop. Is yes. it Jimmy Choo? a bit more of a... I really want to say, I actually got it from the shop. I don't even know it's in Peckham. It's called Jimmy Shoes. Alas. No, it's like a sort of bit more look at me than a flip-flop. The name of it is called a sexy flip. And um, <laughs> guess who makes them? Who? Crocs! Oh! Yeah. They're so comfortable. But the reason yeah. we talk about shoes, we normally talk about, you know, we recently did an episode on anger and we talked a lot about Brexit and we'd often do a lot sort of more substantial topics. The reason we wanted to do this... <laughs> just apologising in advance. I sort of am, but the reason we decided to do this was because there was a news story about a woman who turned up for a temp uh, reception job and she was sent home uh, because she refused to wear heels. They said, well, you've got to do this job in heels. And she said, well, why? How will that make me better at the job? I don't like wearing heels. And they said, you just have to and we're going to send you home. The company said it wasn't their policy. It was the policy of the, the temp contract people. And she made a big fuss about it and said, I'm going to have to be... It was a reception job where she was taking clients from the reception desk to the conference rooms and right. she said I just don't want to be walking in heels the whole time and I don't think I should have to and they said well that excludes you then from this job which she needed and what do you think of that Jess? This is disgusting I would <laughs> I am on her side yeah, I don't no. feel any conflict about that whatsoever I've had enough temp jobs in my life um, if I, at any of them, had they been told that I had to wear... I was gutted once at a temp job that I had. Like, I was there for years. <laughs> Things were going so well so fast. Um, and, um, and they said, can you please stop wearing flip-flops with chipped nail varnish? Oh, and I, even then I was like, fascists. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a really high-end finance place. <laughs> that was coming in in their brolly was worth like a million pounds and I was there like tramp um, but um, yeah so I'm so far the other end of the spectrum I can absolutely see the woman's point I do not understand any context unless the job involved genuinely getting things off high shelves <laughs> it was like an international step drought uh, <laughs> ladder apocalypse then there's no reason to ever require a woman by necessity to wear heels in the workplace where does it come from? in my head the first thing I think because I'm a tiny bit biased is that it's, it kind of makes women a bit weak it looks like it's hard to like run away really efficiently in yeah. the high heels <laughs> is that true? Yeah. yeah. What? I mean, it just feels like another, like, oh, you know, you can wear these things that makes it uncomfortable to run, and then you can wear those other things that makes it uncomfortable to run. And Yeah. I think it's, um, I'm really conflicted about heels at all, in the sense that 
I have Apair. I generally have Apair Max and Lightly Is Sophie. It, you Mac. mean a pair? A That's pair. not. I thought it was a brand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought shit. I haven't even heard of I this brand. Really. She's so chic. I imagine. I'm on Google and say Apair, Apair. Can't find them. Yep. I'm nailing this, pretending I've done it on purpose. Thing. <laughs> like chip nail polish as well. Um, no, uh, I the maximum I'll ever have is a pair of, uh, of heels. I I think that they're so uncomfortable. I think that even if they feel nice, like you're saying in the first few seconds, then it goes horrible so quickly. But it just feels like the sort of thing that as a teenager I understood the desire, I had that desire, I wanted to fit in, and I'd get them, and then I'd be in agony. And then I just think anything where you think. You have to go through any sort of pain, really, to achieve beauty. I can understand why teenagers did it. Like, I remember when I was a teenager, this lip gloss came out <laughs> that we all went and bought and that had it said snake venom in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, And it stung your lips, so it made your lips more pouty. Yeah. Because they yeah. were in screaming pain. Yeah, yeah. And we all went out and bought it. We're like, yeah, I want that pain. <laughs> and it, so it feels like, for me, heels are the same sort of thing that we ought to essentially just grow out of. But on the cross-side, as a grown-up, still, occasionally, I whack them on when I want to feel sexy. And even though I can't run in them, and I can't... I mean, it's so impractical... It's kind of sometimes worth that first few minutes of how sexy you feel. I don't know if that's because I've got really short legs and I'm not being down on my body by saying that. I should say I've got, like, a really long torso. (laughs) (laughs) Power stumps. Um, um, (laughs) Which, apparently, in Mongolia is hot. They they have their tribes where they're nine- and ten-year-olds, they hook them up, they predestine their marriage... And this is not very feminist. They, like, line a few girls up. Nine- or ten-year-old girls for a nine- or ten-year-old boy to choose a future wife. But one of the things he has to look for is good, strong legs. Really? Yeah, anyway, none of them are in heels. Um, I, I think sometimes... <laughs> I'm really, really contradictory. Uh, but, I, yeah, so sometimes I feel sexy, but I think that's a ridiculous thing. But the thing is, we do feel sexy in them because we've been told, we've watched all the movies and yeah. we've, we've seen all the billboards in which that is sexy. I was having this discussion with a friend yesterday because I was thinking about it, and she said, the thing is, my legs just do look better in heels. She said, they look longer, and, you know, sort of the muscles is stretched. And I said, why is it better that your muscle is stretched? In what world does that look better? But we just, of course, in our paradigm, that's what better looks like. And we were both going, oh, yeah, why why is that sexy? Why is that better? But there's something about sometimes women in business say to me, extra height, yeah. That if they're with lots of six foot two men and they're sort of five foot six, it just makes them feel taller and bigger can give you more status. But that's the whole choice thing, isn't it? Which, I mean, people on our lovely Facebook group often discuss. Yes. <laughs> it's this thing about, you know, it, you know there's no, one, no one's judging women for wearing shoes. Uh, my partner, um, he really can't understand why any woman would wear heels. And he gets really like, why would you go through that pain? He doesn't like the look of you in heels. We've been that? together so long, he's long learnt not to pass judgment <laughs> out loud on anything unless... I don't know. No, I don't think so particularly. I think he would find it weird if I wore heels all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a bit taller than my husband, and I know that shouldn't matter. No. Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I was really waiting for a but. <laughs> Okay. I I fell in love with a guy once because he told me that he had a a foot fetish. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to have to tell you that my feet are 
really big and really wide and you know not like conventionally sexy feet and he was like that's what I like and I was like oh. yeah. I found the one he was like I like them smelly I was like I love you I love you so much did you experience some mm-hmm and it was the best uh, two hour relationship I've ever had you could have watched that documentary in that time <laughs> suffragetti blah blah <laughs> uh, but I mean it's, it's, it, it can be I keep thinking about I don't remember which that's bad of me but the culture where the woman has to like tie her uh, toes together oh yeah binding yeah yeah yeah, yeah which is I mean also sexist I feel like I'm saying something controversial I don't think I am I feel like this might stem in something sexist and that but that doesn't mean that if you want to wear heels and that makes you feel good that that's that you should be judged anyway but it's good to know where it comes from like in the way you said to your friend you know who says that that's better to mm. have your legs look like that because that's all subjective in reality but that's not what we're taught but it's still people's choice and they can do what they want but the thing is, heels were originally invented for men. That's what we have to remember. They really? were invented for really? noblemen. Yeah, they were invented for noblemen. Um, and it was to do with then being terribly wealthy and grand. Right. If you were in very high heels, it meant you couldn't do anything. You were completely sedentary and people had to come and fetch and carry for you. Mm-hmm. So it was a real status symbol if you could afford to wear heels, basically. Because it's like, I never move. Um, oh, I drop my handkerchief and some flunky picks it up. I want tea, but I couldn't possibly get tea for myself, so someone's going to have to go and get it for me. So men originally were the heel wearers, and then I think they must have thought, God, this is a bit of a drag, you have them. Um, <laughs> I can only assume they were kind of cast-offs. I think when, when, maybe when, when women got like the vote, they were like, oh, we've got to trap them somehow. Yeah, They're going to run the country. It is boggling that we've adopted it as like, a fashion thing and a power thing. Like We haven't done that with any other form of being incapacitated. (laughs) We're not like going, oh, I wonder if that person lying or shriveled in a hospital bed. (laughs) It was like, really? Because they're just making people come to them. (laughs) Why are we lording heels up? It just makes it seem all the more ludicrous that they've become a cool thing. We should make prisoners wear them. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck escaping this prison. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I've just seen Orange is the New Black and can't get down with that. I feel like like Men, no men prisoners. Oh, male prisoners. Yeah. Should have to wear stilettos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, suggest it. But whatever government we're under next will probably love that idea. I, mean, I have a lot of... <laughs> Grayling was Grayling. You I have a lot of that. fan fiction I need to write about these things. Um, <laughs> but it, they were originally there to incapacitate people. Yeah. They, weren't, they were originally invented so that you were so incapacitated you couldn't do anything for yourself. Yeah. And I think that does reflect the way that women were often objectified as helpless timid, weak, unable to save themselves you might as well be in heels because you can't run fast anyway because I'll have to carry you through the jungle anyway. Even in light of that you get women that go no I will nail this like incredible women in some respect who have gone no I will wear these heels and I will live my day to day life as if this is comfortable and and they will train themselves to move just as fast and just as efficiently as if they were barefoot and you think how? I've got got a small bear 
baby at home and um, sort of small enough to be sort of bald. No, not that small. He's bald but mobile. And the idea of wearing heels, you couldn't chase him. Also, what if he wore heels? <laughs> yeah. That would be adorable and though. Anything that is a good, eight months is the perfect age, actually, for my sanity to incapacitate him. <laughs> I went to school with a with a woman who, well, we're girls at the point, uh, who wore heels every single day to school. And one day someone asked her why she did that, and she said, oh, I've just always worn them since I was a child, and, like, her, the muscles increased. My so friend, she, same she friend at school, flat. wore heels so much and that by the age, I think, of 11 or 12, even when she had no shoes on, she walked on tiptoes. No. And she had to have by massive... By the age of 11 or 12? Yeah, because she just wore heels, like, for dress-up. For oh constantly. Yeah. And then, and then had to have loads of physio and wear DMs for, like, a decade. She's fine now. My friend had her doctor say to her... You need to stop wearing heels right now, or this will happen. Yeah. And she was like, "No, I can't, because it's part of my. I've, got, you know, she's oh, been taught that she had to look like this in a certain way." That's sad. Have you, do you guys ever watched The Apprentice? They're always rather glamorous young people who are chosen and always really dressed up to go and sell rubber ducks at a market stall, and the women almost invariably wear incredibly high heels and often the things they have to do the challenges are timed so it's you have to run to the bakery you have to knead the dough you have to bake the croissants then you have to run and they film them running down the street to the market stall or whatever it is and the women are in these seven eight nine inch heels and you just look at them and go how are you doing that and more importantly why are you doing that and the why is because they're on television because i cannot believe any of those women would be doing that in any other circumstance, like well, not. Maybe, yeah. that I mean, they I'm sure they could work in heels, but you know, in an office, but mm, not. What's know. boggling? I can understand why. If you're like, okay, I'm going to go on television and maybe sit like this in a, in a panel and have a chat, but you wanted to feel sexy, that you put the shoes that made you feel sexiest on, whatever shoe mm. that may be, even if it's one that incapacitates movement. <laughs> but if you're going to do a job where you're going to be asked to run, yep. I, I think you're a moron. <laughs> no, but that, that's you assuming they had a choice. I think there's been a producer going, you're not really? wearing... Yeah, yeah. No, because yeah, I've seen one or two of them who wear flats. One oh, really? or two who wear flats. It's the badger. Well, then they're morons. The badger probably wore a flat. Yeah, yeah good I would badger. imagine. But we also have to assume that they've made that their choice, choice and they yeah. know yeah, yeah. that they've done it, I don't know, for some reason. I mean, I mean, just because we don't understand it. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Can, can I we, ask the audience? Wait, no, because they have to ask us now. It's okay. time for the Q&A. I want to do an um. Okay, do an um. Okay. And then you think of questions while she's umming. Okay, all right. So, um, everyone close their eyes. If you're a woman and your shoes are ever painful, go um. Mm. If they're never painful, go um. Mm. 
Mm. If you're a man and your shoes are ever painful, go, hmm. Oh, interesting. If they're never painful, go, hmm. Okay, interesting. If you're a woman and you sometimes wear heels, go, hmm. Never. Always. Oh, there's a few women there who, but they weren't proud, were they? They were like, oh, this is the wrong room to be umming in. This is why we close our eyes. I think they were just very far away, so they were near the door. If you're a man and you have tried on heels and walked in them, go, hmm? Oh, that's interesting. If you're a man and you've never tried on heels, go, hmm? The men who did try on heels, go, hmm, if that was in secret. I just wondered if a cowboy boot counted as heel, or indeed if you have a, a, a specified height that constitutes heel. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> In my mind, when I've been to, I've been talking about a stiletto or an uncomfortably high heel, I suppose. But I mean, that's completely subjective, isn't it? I wore a pair of very uncomfortable heeled cowboy boots to the killers concert at the roundhouse once and deeply regretted it because you were standing up all night and dancing and when I put them on I thought you know because I know it wasn't the killers it was um the scissor sisters uh, it's a better story for the scissor sisters too because uh, you know the scissor sisters they're so camp and fabulous and you know they wear amazing clothes so I chose my outfit very carefully I was going with a bunch of gay men I felt it was important to represent so I'd you know I'd really dressed up like it was pride and I had these red cowboy boots with a big heel, and I thought I looked fabulous. And then the dancing started in a sort of crowded room, and I thought I was going to die. Um, so for me, a cowboy boot very much uh, does, in fact, count and should never be worn, ever. <laughs> but no judgment. Uh, oh, no, no, no. God, other... you knock yourself out. I'm never wearing cowboy boots again. Any other questions? In fact, would anyone like a pair of size 8 red cowboy boots because they're still in my wardrobe? I can't miss part of them. There's a question there. They're fabulous. Have any of you ever um, had any, anyone suggest that you wear high heels? The question was, have, uh, has anyone ever suggested that we wear high heels? I've had it... No... I've had it suggested that I don't take them off. <laughs> was that in the bedroom, Jessica? Yes, yes. <laughs> And that it wasn't fine. your husband who doesn't approve of them. It was. Was it? Oh, he doesn't approve of them, but he does approve of oh, them in bed. Oh, God, he's going to hate this. <laughs> and, it, and we're not married. My You're... child's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Your yeah. baby daddy doesn't improve stilettos oh unless they're horizontal. Oh, God, he's going to kill me for this. <laughs> unless they're... It's only once. <laughs> I think you might have to do it again now to make up for this. <laughs> Just a little bit of horizontal stiletto wearing. Well, they're not painful if you're lying down. <laughs> exactly. Um, in fact... That's a great context. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Them. No, I think he seems quite rock and roll now. I think he will like this. Well, and it's not like he's in show business. He is. <laughs> I, I was asked to just generally just put on shoes. I was filming a TV thing and I wanted to have bare feet, and they were like, no, just no, just put on anything. I was doing my diversity and inclusion seminars that I do, and I would always wear boots. It was at a time when I just wasn't into heels. 
And uh, someone who I was working for said, do you know what? I just think you look great in heels when you're doing those seminars and I think you should wear them. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable and blah, blah, blah. And she went, just just buy some heels. And I think she went shopping with me and, and we bought heels. And now I don't know how I'd feel if someone said that to me now. I have had women comment to me. I had a woman come up to me and she said, I'm quite short. In terms of confidence and status, how am I going to go if I don't wear heels? And I said, did you notice I didn't wear heels tonight? She said, yeah, I did. This other woman who she was with, they both went, yeah, we talked about the fact that you turned up not in heels. And sort of, wow, what a confidence you have to turn up to an investment bank not in heels and sort of deliver your thing. And she said, the thing is, you're really tall, so you can sell that. Can I get away with it? And I went, you can absolutely get away with anything. One of the most powerful women I know who works in finance... It took me about a year of knowing her to realise she was five foot one. She just powers into room. She's in charge of absolutely everything. She's so charismatic. Everyone adores her. She's very charming. She's very high status. And it, I think I saw us in a photo and I went, oh, you're really, oh, you're really short. Didn't know. Because yeah. she just powers into every room like she's about six foot nine. And that's what everyone believes. Because people believe what you tell them. Yeah. You should tell her she must feel really sexy to get some sexy flip crocs. Yeah. <laughs> or some Jimmy shoes. <laughs> Jimmy shoes. Please help us in thanking Jess Faster Q. Where can uh, people see you perform? Or you have Twitter, home oh, yeah. website? Uh, Twitter, it's just at Jessica Foster Q. I have a website, it's jessicafosterq.com. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gigging a lot, so but all the stuff, so all the gubbins is on there. Yeah, go just jessicafosterq.com and you will see it all. And Foster Q is F O S T E K E W. Whoa. Well done. <laughs> I'm good with the letters, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what have you got anything to plug, Seth? Uh, I'm doing a new show called Shimmer Shatter, and I'll be doing it just anywhere. I'm going on tour with it. I'm not just, like, randomly down the street. (laughs) In your front room. (laughs) If you want me to and you pay, then yes. But uh, otherwise, I have a new... She'll keep her shoes on. (laughs) Oh, will I? Uh, (laughs) Just my dirty Nike. Uh, If anyone's into that, apart from the guy who didn't love me back. So... (laughs) I know, right? It's devastating. Uh, I, am, uh, I have a newsletter that, uh, in which I open up quite a lot, more than, than I should, maybe. Uh, it's on sophiehagen.com forward slash newsletter, and I'm on Twitter at sophiehagen, S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N. Deborah, what do you have? I have a Radio 4 series that's coming out in September, October, called Deborah Francis White Rolls the Dice, in which I mine my life for stories about my adoption and leaving a cult and that kind of thing. A bunch of stuff's happened to me. I'm whoring it out on Radio 4. Uh, and I also have a comedy panel show, a diversity-based comedy panel show called Global Pillage. That show will be back here in King's Place in the autumn. And you can currently listen to it at globalpillage.net because it's a podcast. And uh, go find The Guilty Feminist on Instagram at The Guilty Feminist and on Facebook and our Facebook group, uh, The Guilty Feminist Podcast. And on Twitter, <laughs> at Guildsvampart, we're everywhere. Uh, we also have a newsletter on our website, guildsfeminist.com. And go to iTunes and rate and subscribe us. Give us a five-star rating and Deborah. Or however many stars you think it's worth. <laughs> if that's what you want to give it. 
You have been listening to the Guilty Feminist, and we have something even better fun to spy with our special guest, Jess Fastenberg. Music was by Mark Nudge. The producer was Tom Salinsky for the Spontaneity Show. Thanks to Zoe, Nether, and everyone at King's Space, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Send me. No, no. <laughs> Hypocrisies is really, really Hypocrisy. terrifying word to say if you're Danish. But also, 21st century feminists. I know. Well, I know. Listen, one week make me say it in Danish. Okay. Yeah, that's happening. That's <laughs> happening.